Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women on life after 50 who are unafraid to age out loud. I'm your host, Katie Fogarty. All September long, A Certain Age is talking with experts about beauty and wellness and the practices and products that help us be healthy and get our glow on. So I'm delighted to be joined today by dermatologist to the stars, Dr. Rose Ingleton, a favorite of A-listers like Ashley Graham, Iman, Vogue magazine, and more. Dr. Ingleton wears multiple beauty hats. She is a dermatologist, assistant clinical professor of dermatology at Mount Sinai, and a noted leader in treating ethnic skin, adult acne, and in dermatological surgery. She's also the creator of the cult favorite skincare line, Rose Ingleton MD, sold at Sephora, Net-A-Porter, and a who's who of retailers. She joins us today to demystify cosmetic procedures like Botox, lasers, fillers, and peels. Plus, we dive into her line of clean, conscious skincare products that target midlife skin concerns. Welcome, Dr. Ingleton. Thank you for that wonderful welcome, Katie. I'm so excited to have you here today because I've had multiple listeners say to me, you know, when are you going to focus on skin? When are you going to focus on beauty? And your expertise covers so many areas, and we're going to hit on them all. But I I want to start with the cosmetic dermatology. Uh, What would you say the number one procedure that midlife women ask you for when they come into your office? Number one at this point is uh, Botox. And why is that? Is it because it treats so many things? Like I know you, you know, it's for wrinkles and kind of like the the smile lines that you have at your face. I, I've had friends use it for uh, migraines, you know, in their scalp and things. Yeah. You know, I think because Botox, the, the company Allergan that created Botox uh, has done such a good job of marketing that everyone has heard of it, it seems like. Okay. And they may not be clear on what it's used for, but they know that, you know, the people who look good or the people who are looking uh, as if they're maintaining themselves as they age are using Botox. So I get a lot of questions about it. And many times it's not the right product for them, you know, but people are asking me most for that. Um, If I tell you what Botox does, then you might understand why this group of people tends to ask for it so much. Sure. Um, It's meant to control excess, the lines that are created by excessive um, movements. So repetitive movements. So, you know, we've all been crunching our eyebrows together for, you know, 40, 50 years. And as we get older, we start to lose a little collagen. And so lines become static. So they're there even when you're not making the expression. And the same thing uh, comes on the forehead and around the eyes, what we call crow's feet. Those are from years and years of repetitive motion. So as a matter of just getting older, people will see those lines early on and they'll ask me, what can I do about these? And the answer usually is Botox. And that's why it turns out to be, you know, the number one thing that I do in terms of cosmetic dermatology. So, so I, um, I can totally see why people are interested in this, because as you said, those the static lines, you know, tend to stick around. If you are using Botox to treat those, how, what is the cadence? How often do you need to be in your office getting um, sort of renewal treatments? Uh, the typical scenario is it starts wearing off around three and a half to four months after you've done it. Of course, I have people on either side, the outliers, I call them, you know, you have people who it lasts for six months. And then you have those, it's like 10 weeks, it's all gone, it's as if they never had it. So it depends on how your body metabolizes product. But the general consensus is around three and a half to four months. So you're committing to doing it probably three to four times a year. Okay. All right. That sounds reasonable. And so what are some of the other treatments that you offer that are, that are popular, maybe like two and three? What about, is it lasers? Is it peels? What are the, the other 
procedures that I, people most yeah, want? Yeah, I would say um, number two would be peels, and I do peels of all sorts. And number three would be fillers. Okay. Uh, and I again, because of what happens to our skin as we age, the, the, the peel, for example, targets one of those concerns, which is like, you know, your skin gets a bit dull looking. It just looks like the cells are just sitting there. They're not sloughing off like they used to when you were younger or not doing it naturally anyway, <laughs> or your skin starts to show like crinkly fine lines and, you know, things that just show that you're advancing in age and chemical peels can really help to address some of that. Um, and then fillers are number three, because we lose volume. It's just the way the humans age, you know, uh, you start to lose volume in the center part, the mid part of your face, like around the cheeks. Yes. And as you lose that volume, you're losing a little of the scaffolding that tends to hold your face up, right? So you start to see the effects of sagging. Yes. Lines around the mouth, you see, you know, lines below your, the corners of your mouth. Um, the nasolabial folds, we call those lines between the, the nose and the lips, you know, that the, the parentheses. <laughs> <That's one of> the... <laughs> I love that. That's a, that sounds so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> They're all a result of change in the volume, changes in the volume of your um, face. You're losing some of your collagen structure and the scaffolding that holds your face up. Okay. So and fillers so will fix that. And so, you know, if I were to say, you know, the most common things, it's going to be Botox because of the repetitive movements that we've done for years, uh, chemical peels of various strengths because of the texture changes that occur and uh, fillers because we are losing volume as we age. And we sometimes want to put that back so you can have your face look somewhat like it did before. <laughs> sure. Of course it has that, that sort of youthful, um, you know, sort of not, I don't want to say plumpness, but it has that useful sort of bounce and sort of fillness. I want to yeah. get to peels in a minute, but let's, let's keep talking about filler. So, you know, what are we actually filling it with? What are the, wh what's going into your, your, your face or your lip to help um, provide the scaffolding? So years ago, when I started uh, as a dermatologist, all we had available was collagen. Because, you know, we're losing collagen. So the thought was, let's try to put collagen back. But collagen was a very allergenic type of um, uh, ingredient to work with. A lot of people got reactions to it. And so collagen kind of went by the wayside. Nowadays, most people who are getting fillers are getting hyaluronic acid fillers, which, you know, that's a much more inert product. It doesn't seem to be reactive to people's skin. We don't have to test you. We don't have to worry that you're going to react with um, something that shows that you're allergic. So sure. that's never the problem. There are other fillers available. There are some that are based on a calcium mo molecule. Um, and there is also something called Sculptra, um, which is another type of, uh, not a filler so much, but a, a product that helps to volumize your face naturally. They are not as popular because you don't get your benefit right away. And we are, we are very much about, can we get this and get it where we can see the result right now. Right. So most, most people who are getting fillers are getting hyaluronic acid fillers, which are my preferred uh, types of filler anyway. Got it. So I, I hear that they, that term hyaluronic acid also used for moisturizers and lotions. Is this, is it something different when you're, you're applying that topically, but it's the same kind of plumping ingredient. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. It's the best. I swear. It's like the the, the, mo the product of the moment, the ingredient of the moment, rather, <laughs> because um, what it does is it attracts moisture. So your body's water um, gets absorbed into the product when it's injected into your skin. And what you find is that after a, about, let's say, two days, it's as if 
that product was always there because it blends with your body's water. The natural, um, the, the natural um, function and the, uh, the way that uh, hyaluronic acids function is that they absorb water into them. They attract water. And that's, that's one of the ways that it makes it look natural when you've injected it under the skin. When we put it on the surface, it's actually helping to hydrate the skin. You know, and it's, and you, it's not really getting down really deep. You know, you're not getting all the way into your collagen level with the topical products usually, but you're going to hydrate the skin surface, you know, draw extra moisture into the skin. It's just, it's a beautiful product and it doesn't clog. So, no wonder it's so popular because if you can yeah. use it both, you know, internally and topically. And I, I love the idea that it's working with your body's natural, you know, chemistry, the water that you already have in your body. So and we, by the way, we also naturally have hyaluronic acid right as part of the collagen structure of our skin and we do lose some of that over time so if you want to think of it as you replenishing some of what you had anyway you know with something that is as similar as it can be to what you had in your skin naturally to begin with that you're just been losing over time. That makes sense. That 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 it's something that's not as foreign. That it's something that you that you already have that is just disappearing. So speaking yeah. of disappearing, when you know how long do these last, and when should women consider starting these? You know, is this one of these situations where you should be um, using these fillers before it's you know, we're at DEFCON five and there's you know a million wrinkles <laughs> or like what, what's the you know give us a timeline so we can just sort of understand when the interventions work best and when maybe it's too late or you know it's not needed yeah um that's a really good question um so it depends on what you're filling right so there are some people who are using fillers to give them a bit more of what they never had to begin with like some people have very thin lips and they'd rather have plumper lips so they girls in their 20s you know or women rather in their 20s are sometimes coming in for lips to be plumped. I wouldn't even consider that that population. In our age group that we're concerned with uh, for your show, mm, sure. and in their 40s and above, um, they're ideally in the area, in the time of life when fillers are going to show the most benefit, um, you know, based on what, what's happening with their faces. So I would say 40, you know, late 30s, 40 is a nice time to to be introduced, especially when it comes to those lines, the uh, the parentheses that I mentioned earlier. Yes. Those tend to start showing up in your late 30s, early 40s. So, you know, it's a matter of how pronounced it is and how different it is from how your face looked previously um, that you can decide whether, okay, it's time for me to start working on this now. Um, in terms of um, cheek enhancement, which, you know, we, we tend to get flat on the cheek area as we get older. That's going to be something that you notice more late 40s, early 50s. Um, so again, you know, we have, I, when I look at a person's face, I really literally analyze what's happened with their face. And I try to show them where I've seen that, that there's been some volume loss, you know, some loss of the fullness that they had before. And how do and you I, do that? Do you ask them to bring in pictures from when they were younger? Is that something that you look at so you can see, you know, the, like the face when they were in their 20s? Or is that something that you just instinctively know after 20 years of practice, you know, where there should be uh, Yeah, plumpness? it's the second one. I, I really, I, I look at them almost the way an artist looks at something. I look for shadows. I look for areas of depression on the skin. I look for folds that are forming. It's like a full analysis of what is going on with their face. And then I explain it to them. 
and I explain why they're seeing XYZ result. You know, I say it's coming from here. And if you understand, well, you know, I can say, if I fix XYZ, then this will happen. So it's very much about, it's like doing geometry. <laughs> it's geometry and, 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 and um, working, talking about gravity. And there's a little bit of science that I bring into the conversation because I like for people to understand what can be achieved and what we're not going to do. And is that something, um, do people come in typically with realistic expectations or do you sometimes have to uh, reset those for your patients? Oh, it's all over the place. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're really realistic and they completely understand because I'm really big on being clear. I want people to feel like when they leave my office, they understand what we're up against, what we, we talked about and what the plan should be to fix that thing. Um, there are people who come in and really, you know, I will tell them when it's so they need a facelift, right? They need a neck lift. They need a, you know, a, a full facelift or a lower facelift. Um, and I will tell them when that's the fix because that's, yeah, and is, that, is that something everything. that you do, or is that beyond? Is that not in your treatment practice? No, that's the plastic surgeon. So that's the I plastic will surgeon. direct them, and sometimes you know it's the, the oculoplastic surgeons, meaning the doc, the, uh, the plastic surgeons that just do work on the eyes, because a lot of people come in because the eyelids are you know, you've got like 15 folds above your eyelid. I, uh, it's in my family. So I know my, what my future looks like, <laughs> but you know, you get like just a drop of your eyebrows and then a lot of extra skin just kind of sitting there. That is not fixable with a filler nor Botox nor peel. You just need to have the surgical fix, which is called a blepharoplasty. Um, and so for that, I would refer them out. Gotcha. Uh, that's Some great. People, that's great information, you know, because I think that sometimes people might think that you can fix um, all of the things that are going wrong on a face, you know, and that, um, that that maybe there's a potion or lotion. But it sounds like there needs to be sort of uh, interventions that come beforehand. And then that if people aren't getting what they need, then the next step is plastic surgery. I'm curious. Yeah, so you had mentioned dermaplaning and, and um, you know, sort of peels. Can you walk us through those a little bit? And what can they do in terms of maybe age spots or wrinkles uh, across the skin spectrums? Because people have, you know, we, we all come in all different shapes and sizes with different mm -hmm. skin tones. What, um, what works best across uh, maybe sort of for universal uh, concerns, like maybe wrinkling or discoloration? And what works best for um, skin tones that are, uh, are lighter or darker? Okay. Um, the reason that I do so many chemical peels in my practice is because it can be used for such a broad spectrum of skin concerns. Um, there are very light superficial peels that I do all week long for my patients who have acne. And that's a huge part of my, my patient base. So it, you know, there are chemical peels that will help to slough away dead layers, unclog the pores, dry out the acne pimples, and really help people struggling with acne to get better. So we use peels for that, but we also use peels for people who have discoloration related to either hormonal issues like melasma mm -hmm. or who have sunspots because they, you know, their complexion is lighter and they've been in the sun for years without proper sun protection. Um, and, and so there are chemical peels that are more like a medium depth chemical peel that we will do for those conditions. Um, and then there are, the deeper peels, which I don't do super deep peels because they're like too risky anyway. If, if you need a deeper peel, I would rather switch you to some form of a laser procedure where I can have more control 
over how deeply the uh, the product is going to penetrate into your skin. Um, but chemical peels are used for so many things that I, I end up using. I do them often. Many of the peels are just what we call lunchtime peels. You know, they come in. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, as long as you're willing to go back to work without your makeup, without your full face on, then you um, can get a quick peel during your lunch break because it takes literally about 20 minutes. You're in the office for probably 30 minutes um, because it's so quick and there's really no downtime with most of the chemical peels. So people don't know what you're doing. You know, you can see the difference. You can feel your skin texture feeling smoother. You can see like this, this glow coming out because you've definitely removed a layer of skin, no matter how superficial it is. Um, if you, even if you can't see it happening, you are shedding, you know, some of the upper layers of skin. And so that brighter skin underneath gets a chance to come out. And you're doing, if you're doing mild peels, you got to do a series of them, right? Because you're not going to get a big bang for your buck with a very one light, very, one very light peel. So, you know, they, people will do them like once a month and just each time they come, you know, it just gets better and better. And you kind of watch yourself progress and, and watch the glow come out. That sounds so divine. I love the idea yeah. of like a lunchtime glow. So a laser, uh, uh, a laser sounds like it's a deeper treatment then. Is that correct? Uh, and what, what is a laser? Why do people come to you for lasers and what do they leave with once they get them? So, um, laser, so laser is just really a, def, a, a description of a, a device, a light source that we use to zap things. And so there are lasers for various concerns. Unfortunately, what one laser doesn't work for everything that we use lasers for. You know, we have lasers that target just brown spots. So if you present a red spot to that laser, it doesn't work at all. It does nothing. So, you know, we have lasers that target, for example, let's start with brown spots, right? So people who have tons of sunspots or who have dark scars, um, those people will use what we, uh, the Fraxel laser in our office or the Clarin Brilliant laser. Both of those lasers are gonna target brown pigment. And, um, you know, one of them is more aggressive than the other. So, it's, you know, we choose which one we're gonna use based on how much downtime that person can allow themselves. And, and what, what what is downtime? That sounds... Um, so downtime <laughs> meaning, you know, if we do the Fraxel laser, yeah. you have to agree that for five days, you're okay with your face being dry, crumbly, having like, I call it cornflakes, <laughs> like having dry cornflakes corn in areas. <laughs> and it's not going to get in the way of your social life. Gotcha. Gotcha. If you're like, oh, no, no, no. You know, I work in an office. I have my husband doesn't need to know that I do this. <laughs> I love it. Uh, then we say, okay, then maybe this isn't for you. Or maybe you plan it when people are out of town and you can get away with having cornflakes on your face for five days. Got it. Because the result is so much more dramatic. If you allow yourself to get a more uh, to get a deeper treatment, you get much more of a bang. A woman I follow on Instagram was talking about how she goes in for baby. She's like, you know, it was in, kind of an air quotes, and she says, "I do baby Fraxel." And there I was you like, go. So that's the, that's the other machine. So our baby Fraxel machine is called the Clear and Brilliant Laser, which is the same technology as the Fraxel, but it's for the person who cannot allow for downtime. It's gotcha. not a deep. Uh, and because of that, you have to do multiples to get to that same endpoint. But, you know, for a lot of people, that's great because they're like, nobody knows I'm doing it. You know, I had my treatment. I come home. Maybe I look a little flushed, but nothing like nothing. Nobody really knows you did it. And you get your, your results over time by doing more treatments with that. So that's the baby Fraxel. 
And what about microneedling? Because I'm going to confess that I have done this. It is it's different from Fraxel because one yeah. of my friends, yeah. I did microneedling with Fraxel and I asked about the, I mean, not the Fraxel, I did microneedling um, at a, a doctor's office and I was told that like the downtime was, you know, sort of negligible. And because I'm so freckly and fair, I look like I had been like dragged behind the back of a motorcycle <laughs> like yeah. for you know, a week. Insane. My kids were like, what happened? And I was like... Oh mom did something insane <laughs> so this is why i always do consultations i don't like when people just show up and say i want to do what my friend did yes i want the xyz your skin is totally different from your friends i should have seen you i should have you seen know? you dr engleton <laughs> no but just to clarify a little bit so microneedling is a different type of technology so i'm going to finish talking about the lasers okay perfect just so we don't confuse folk yes um so the, the Fraxel and the baby Fraxel laser is really targeting the brown spots, right? So think about like, like all those brown things I mentioned before. And if your skin is of a certain color, if you're really, really light skin, you can do either machine. If you are a darker skin or, you know, medium complexed person, you are going to be guided towards the baby Fraxel because there are more risks involved with doing Fraxel on darker skin. All right. So then the next category that we use lasers for are broken blood vessels, you know, which, of course, if you have lighter skin or even medium complexed skin, when as as time goes on, you start to see a lot of these broken capillaries showing up. So you're in the middle of your face has like a network of little squiggly lines on the cheeks, the chin. Those we have a special laser that treats that. It's also the same laser we use for treating spider veins, you know, little tiny capillaries, broken yes. capillaries you get on your chest and your legs. So that's good to know. But again, that laser, it, it literally only sees red. So if you point it at something that's a different color, it's like nothing's going to happen. <laughs> so it. we have to have lasers for everything in here. You know, we have lasers that treat just um, brown spots. We have just for broken capillaries, just for veins. And then there's a whole different category just for tattoos, right? So just, it's all over the place. Do you, so but it sounds like you've got something for, you know, whatever somebody's going to come in for. Do you do tattoos or is that something like, is that a, like a side project that other people do? Yeah, that I used to do tattoo removal with the laser years ago, but I didn't enjoy the work. And I, I quite frankly just stopped doing it because it just wasn't fun for me. And I had so much more, there were so many other uh, tools that I had available to me to do things that I actually enjoyed doing that I decided that I would just let other doctors or, you know, practitioners do. I love that. I love that. We get, I, I, frankly, I think we get to a certain age where we're like, we're only doing and focusing on what like lights us up and, you know, makes us feel good. And we feel like we're making a difference. So exactly. you know, yes, micro needling is a totally different um, technology. So that's not a laser. Um, that's a machine that we have here. It uses these little tiny micro needles, which poke the skin and can also deliver radio frequency heat. So we use that machine typically for skin tightening. We use it for texture issues, people who have indented acne scars or have very deep wrinkles. Um, we can sometimes use it for that. Um, that. Those are the main things that we're using it for. So I, I think of it more for texture related stuff. Got it. Um, I think I, should have, on, I definitely should have seen you because I went in, you know, for something totally different. <laughs> but anyhow. And it depends, you know, how deeply the needles are penetrating, right? right? So on the machine, we have the ability to make it penetrate ever so superficially. Or if we're dealing with a really indented thing, we have the ability to make it go in, you know, many more millimeters into the skin. 
And um, the downtime or, you know, recovery time afterwards varies depending on how deeply we're in penetrating those needles and also how much heat we're delivering when we have the needles in the skin, the radio frequency heat. So it's very much tailored to the person's skin color, their skin condition, and how much downtime, again, they can allow themselves. Got it. So, yeah, I love that's, this. Do this... consultations before you get anything done. Don't that... ever just go in and say, okay, I want it today. That is such smart advice. You you know definitely do your due diligence. I want to hear because I know that we um, that you are a busy doctor with a full practice, and we only have a, about ten more minutes up with you. So I want to make sure that we talk about your product line because I've done my research. It looks absolutely amazing. I haven't used it yet, but I love the fact that you looked uh, at the market, identified a gap in it, and then you know brought out your own line, which is now carried at Sephora, which is you know a big deal. So Tell so us, the, you know, you've got a secret sauce to your your, uh, your your product line, which is your Jamaican super fruit blend. I would love for you to tell our listeners what this is, why you include it in your product line, and tell us a little bit about the skincare concerns your line addresses. Okay. So, you know, I've been doing this for over 20 years as a dermatologist and there were patterns that I was noticing amongst my patients of the problems they kept presenting to me and asking for my help with creating skincare regimens for them. And I used that as my template for what I would create a skincare line to address. So the patients were the testing ground. So what I started off with was a, a, a signature moisturizer, which is it seems like everyone was asking me, you know, we need a moisturizer, we need a moisturizer. I'm like, okay, so what exactly do you want your moisturizer to do? And it turns out they didn't just want the product to moisturize, they wanted it to do to fix everything. <laughs> well, we would use a moisturizer, we wanted to, to help with our wrinkles, we want to, we want glow, we want everything in addition yes. to moisture. Yes, give us so all of that. <laughs> I, I took notes, and so when I created my signature moisturizer, all of that went into it. Then I started, then I created these booster serums, which were then very much targeted to specific issues, right? So everybody needs a moisturizer, but everybody's skin concern was slightly different, but it fell into four categories. The first and most common category I was being asked for help with was pigmentation issues. So a lot of people had dark spots because they had been breaking out for years or they had too much sun or they, you know, they got melasma. So I created a booster serum that would work against that problem. So um, that's one. The second one was for hydration. That I can't tell you how many times I'm asked for extra help with just, you know, dry skin. My skin is so dry. It's so irritated. It never looks plump. It never looks, you know, like it's fully, fully hydrated. So I created a product that's filled with hyaluronic acid, by the way, <laughs> for that concern. And it's meant to be paired with the moisturizer. Is, is then, that the retexturizing retinol booster serum or is that something different? Oh, that's the next one I was going oh, to talk about. Oh, okay, good. The one I was mentioning just now is the calming hydration serum. Cal calming hydration, okay. But then the other categories, like everybody's skin is, you know, as we get older, we worry about the fine lines, the wrinkles, and we also want to do preventative care. Um, so I created a, a retexturizing retinol booster, uh, which was is going to target the fine lines, the wrinkles, and just in general, the rough texture of the skin that you can have. And the fourth one was for blemishes. So it's called the blemish control booster. It's the one that targets acne breakouts, rosacea breakouts, razor bumps, things of that nature. So between those four categories, I was hitting on the most common things that I was seeing in the practice. 
So I'm Jamaican born. I went all the way through high school in Jamaica. And then I did all my, the rest of my education in the U.S. And I went back to my roots and created what I'm, I call the Jamaican superfruit blend, which is a, a blend of various fruit extracts that I grew up around. My parents would be using these things. My grandmother, you know, we ate them, you know, we used them, but we didn't know why we were using them and what, you know, benefits, full benefits we were getting from it. When I went to medical school and when I went to the dermatology training program, I realized that a lot of the things that we were incorporating into our treatments for people were these same fruit acids that were in some of these fruit acid, fruit products that I was eating when I was growing up in Jamaica. So I created the Jamaican Superfruit Blend, which is, you know, a blend of, you know, orange extract and sugar extract and I'm sorry, sugar cane extract and lemon extract and berries and oh, also sounds- hyaluronic acid, like all these yummy things that we eat. It sounds divine. And, yes. But turns out they scientifically have skin benefits as well. And I have been taking advantage of those skin benefits for years in my practice by using other people's products. These I must thought- smell amazing also. Do, do you, can you smell the, uh, the fruit and the, the um, sugar cane in, in the products? You know, people tell me that they, they, there's a scent to the moisturizer especially, but there is no added fragrance in the product because I had to create something. I wanted to sure. create something that was really clean and going to be not uh, causing allergies in a lot of people. I wanted it to be very universal. So all age groups, all sexes, you know, all race, everybody could use it. And I wouldn't have to worry about them reacting. So it's, it's clean. It's got no fragrance. It doesn't have parabens in it. It doesn't have any, there was no animal testing. Um, it also is vegan. I didn't go for that, but at the end of the, the chemist told me that my product actually qualified as vegan Nice. <laughs> so in terms of, you know, just what's in it, you're getting a high level of ingredients that are effective in treating whatever the condition is that it's supposed to target, but you're not getting all these extra things that could cause problems like breakouts and rashes and things of that nature. I, when I was doing my research for this show, I, 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 you know, Googled you, I found some of the press and I want every listener to, to note this. Elle magazine says that this retexturizing retinol booster serum quote, is so youthifying, you'll trick your kids into thinking you know how TikTok works. And no, I was no, like, <laughs> I was like, I need to put that in my shopping cart because I, I don't know anything about TikTok. And I definitely, <laughs> I think youthifying sounds divine. I oh love my- it. And you know, we all need a little retinol, you know, as we get older, that is like the, the first product that we should be including in our skincare regimen. You know, you would have been doing sunscreen all along, but to fight those lines, you know, the best over-the-counter ingredient, you know, is retinol. So the trick has always been to try to find a retinol that doesn't cause excessive irritation and dryness, because that's the big problem with retinol. Um, and my product, I specifically focused on that. I, I told the chemist, listen, we need one that's highly concentrated so you can get some results, but I want it to be non-irritating. And we, we landed on something pretty beautiful here because I, I never love get it. complaints about irritation and even for myself i'm very sensitive to retinols and i'm able to use my product nightly and it doesn't bother me i love it i love it okay this is a perfect segue into our speed round before i let you go so um your desert island beauty product oh 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 it's gonna be (laughs) i know i'm so corny it's gonna be 
the best sunscreen moisturizer, like, you know, a moist, like my, my signature moisturizer. Nice. If I could have sunscreen in it, but I don't. Okay. Oh, that's God. perfect. That's signature moisturizer. We love it. Okay. I, it's just awesome. It's food for the skin. So everything is in there. <laughs> nice. An in-office treatment you swear by. Chemical peels. Chemical peels. Okay. Yes. Nice. Hot or cold water to wash your face? Mm, neither. Neither. Oh, so what are we I talking? Warm. Warm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yes or no? Tea bags, depuff, under eye circles. Temporarily, yes. Okay. Is gua sha effective? I've not been patient enough with my gua sha tool to, to say that. <laughs> so undecided. <laughs> I, I love it. I got into it over um, COVID. My my seventeen year no, my um, twenty year old daughter actually got me into it, and I'm addicted to it. I have no idea if it's doing anything, but it feels amazing. Oh, I love how it feels. It's just I wish that I would be more consistent. Yep. I'm such a consistent person, and I wish that I'd be more consistent with using that, so I could really tell. What about face cool. rollers? Do you use those? Those no, those? I don't. No. Yeah. Okay. So I do, I do the gua sha. That's about. Okay. So how about I, this? Worth in, a product worth investing in? My retexturizing retinol booster. Okay, we're all throwing that in our cart. That's a given. Okay, feel free to buy this budget friendly item at the drugstore. Um. Uh. I'm putting uh, you on the spot. Oh good gosh. <laughs> It's going to be a cleanser because that's those are easy. Okay, like, yeah, that's good. Cleanser. Okay, cleansers and uh, best food to fuel glowing skin. Uh, best food you said? Yes, best food. Oh, oh, salmon. Salmon. Okay, and now I very I love salmon, so I'm happy to hear that. And my very last question: This lifestyle choice will keep your skin radiant. Regular, consistent use of fruit acids on your skin. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna, I can't I'm, say that any more clearly because that's like the basis of what my skincare line is on is based on fruit acids. They just help to bring the glow. And if you do it all the time, that's how you get it. Okay, I love that. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Ingleton. This has been amazing. Before we say goodbye, how can our listeners keep following you and your work? It's been wonderful, by the way, to be on your show. Thank you. Um, you can follow us, the, the medical practice at Ingleton Dermatology is our in- Instagram handle. And the skincare line is at RoseMDSkin. What else can I tell you? <laughs> That's perfect. I'm going to put these all into the show notes. Listeners can find them at acertainagepod.com. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women over 50 who are aging without apology. Join me next Monday when I sit down with Dr. Janet Kennedy, also known as the New York Sleep Doc to talk all things sleep, insomnia, middle-of-the-night wake-ups, and how to clock consistently great sleep. No medications needed. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time, and until then, age boldly, beauties.